Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Catfish Weasley, presented by Whiskerware Apparel. Tonight we have the distinct privilege of having George Young Jr. and Bill Dance on our show, but before we get started, one year ago today, the catfishing sport lost a great ambassador. Um, we lost Ronald Workman. Uh, I called and talked, visited with Chris online a while ago, and uh, the whole family is headed out to the cemetery to release some balloons in his honor. And it's an outstanding thing. Uh, there's a lot of you that don't know Ronald Workman or didn't know Ronald Workman, but uh, Ronald was a great cat fisherman. He is a great man, a great family man, and he loved our sport dearly, and uh, probably the greatest Cub fan that ever lived. And uh, we're going to leave it with that. Uh, welcome, George and Bill. Thank you guys for joining us on the show tonight. Thank you, Law, for having us. Good to be here, buddy. Good to see you, and glad to be here. We uh. We got a bunch of stuff we want to talk about, uh, and I know that uh, we visited a little bit before the show, and, and uh, uh, we want to get a lot of, uh, of input from you guys. Uh, I've got some questions, and Chuck's got some questions. Uh, I'm going to let Chuck take off and, and let him go uh, with what he has, and then I'll get to my stuff when he is uh, through with some of his stuff. I just wanted to let everybody on the show know uh, that are is watching live uh, and in our chat if you want to send some questions in if they are per pertinent to the conversation at hand we will try to get as many of them on as we can and ask Bill and George these if they're not pertinent to the topic that we're talking about I'm sorry but we will be limited uh, and, and it's an honor to have Bill and George on here so we don't want to get off offline and, and please understand that Chuck how's it going tonight Great, man. I'm uh, looking forward to Winter Blues New Year's. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hitting yeah. old uh, Lake Wheeler and catching them big old uh, wintertime blue cats. I'm pretty sure that uh, Mr. Parsons has that well in hand and ready to roll down there. Oh, he's he's ready. Everybody's pumped up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things like this uh, – you know, monsters on the Mississippi and monsters the Ohio. Winter Blues is going to be one of them tournaments that every winter uh, everybody's going to look forward to coming down to one of these great lakes on the Tennessee River and uh, enjoy some great company and catch some great catfish. Awesome, awesome. Well, why don't you take off and see what you can do with with uh, the great Bill Dance and George Young, them two, I, I've been visiting with them, getting everything set up before the show, and they're absolutely a hoot. I know we're going to have a blast tonight, so go ahead and take off and see what you can do. Oh, yeah, Bill. I, I, first of all, I want to say thank you for everything you've done for the catfish conservation and uh, starting to make everyone aware of this 34-inch uh, uh, rule that need to be established and uh, you know s start leading the way for all these states to follow. Uh, there's a lot of guys up north that are going through the uh, problems that uh, you faced in the uh, you know late 90s and early 2000s and started getting on. Uh, I would love you to share with us some of the things that you went through and how these guys up north on the Ohio River Valley and stuff can uh, step up and, and get their own stuff established up that way. Well, actually, I think what you can do, uh, it's, it's a crying shame to see the number of these big fish that are harvested. There's no market for them. There's really no market for these big fish. 
but there is a market a, a market where a lot of these big fish are going they're going to these pay lakes uh, what I saw back in 2002 uh, old James Patterson and I uh, we were on the Mississippi River in the winter uh, one December day and uh, we were fishing down south of Memphis and all the dikes I noticed uh, all these jugs across the nets across the the dikes and these fish had moved into these transitional areas cold water uh, and I kept I, I said uh, Patterson said, well, we can't fish here. We can't fish there. There's dikes and blankety-blank dikes. There's blankety-blank uh, jugs here. There's a net here, blankety-blank nets here, nets here. And I said, well, what do we do? And he said, well, we're going to have to find another place to fish. And about the time we found one area that we could kind of fish, and about that time a commercial fisherman pulled in, and he pulled his net, and he was throwing uh, 10, 12, 15, 20-pound uh, fish in his boat, he was pulling that up, and I said, my goodness, James, what in the world is going on? And every occasionally he's throwing a 30 and 40 pound fish in there, and I said, what's the limit? He said, there isn't a limit. And I said, you mean to tell me that he can catch as many catfish out of this river as he wants? And he said, absolutely. And he said, I've seen them throw, fill their boat with 20 to 40, 50 pound catfish. And I said, you mean to tell me there is no limit on these fish? He said, I'm telling you, there's no limit. And I said, in other words, a trawler can come out of, out of the Gulf of Mexico and come up this river and catch several thousand pounds of catfish. And, it's, and he said, absolutely, he can do that. And I said, well, that's, there's nothing, how, can, how can these fish grow to 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds when they're doing that? He said, they can't. And I said, how can you... It's like money in the bank. How can you replace something you? Uh, how can you? How can you replace something you can take away? And he said you can't. And uh, I said, well, that ain't right. And he said, I know it's not right, but I don't know what you can do about it. And I said, well, I know what you can do about it. I said, we got to stop this. This is this is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. There's got to be. We have limit on deer. We have limit on bass. We have limit on. Uh, bluegill we have a limit on crappie there ought to be a limit something can be done about this so i got in touch with our wildlife commissioner bill cox here in Collierville, tennessee where i live and i said look what can be done about this and he said well i really don't know and i said bill i need you to go to the river with us and we took bill to the river it was a cold day and we showed him what was going on and he said well let me get to work on it and see what we can do well, he carried it before the commission meeting, and they voted it down. Well, come to find out, some of the commissioners knew some commercial fishermen. They were related to the family, and they voted it out. We tried to pass it statewide, and it didn't vote. It didn't go through. We tried to vote it on the Mississippi River. The next year, they voted it down. The next year, in 2004, we got it passed. A 34-inch size limit. Fishermen could keep two fish over 34 inches. Well, the next year, we pushed and pushed and pushed. It went before the, the commission again. We got it passed statewide. And we got it passed one fish per fisherman over 34 inches statewide. Well, it was a major, major thing. Well, the fishermen didn't like it. Some of them didn't sport fishermen. But they accepted the fact, how are you going to grow trophy fish if you don't release these bigger fish? Well, they accepted it, and it went over big time across the state of Tennessee. 
Well, other states like Mississippi looked at it. They liked it. Missouri liked it. Kentucky liked it. Arkansas even liked it for one year, and then Arkansas voted it out. Well, come to find out, why did they vote it out? They voted it out because they had commissioners that had relatives that commercial fished. They didn't like it, so they voted it out. Well, as of today, Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky that border the Mississippi River have laws now to protect this fish. Alabama has voted in a 34-inch size limit. It's, it's going great. And fishermen like this. And even some of the commercial fishermen like it because they're seeing an upswing in bigger fish. They see in the bigger fish. The market is smaller fish. Arkansas borders 300 miles of Mississippi River water. They do not go by a 34-inch limit. And it's a crying shame that they don't. Louisiana does not go by it. And that's a crying shame. Uh, these bigger fish that are being harvested are still going to Pay Lakes and Ohio. That's where they're going. And they're being sold there. Uh, but I hope someday that we can pass that and get a law passed. But I'm proud of Bill Cox that got this law passed. He served a six-year term under our governor, Bredesen. And uh, he did such a fantastic job. He got off the commission, and then our new governor reappointed him for another six-and-a-half-year term. So he did a fantastic job in getting this thing done. And so we have done a, a great job across the state with our 34-inch size limit. We're catching bigger fish now statewide, and I'm just tickled to death, happy as a rabbit in the lettuce patch that we got this done. Our catfishing programs are, are, are really good across the state, and our Tennessee River system, and our Mississippi River system. So uh, I'm really happy that we got something done. It started back in 2002, and it's it, and uh, the uh, uh, 13, 14, 15 years that we've uh, almost 15 years that we've worked on it, it's, it, it's doing exceptionally well. Great. Uh, for the guys up north that are having the problems on the Ohio River, where they're going out and there's hoop nets lined up and down the bank and they want to see their river turn around. Uh, what's your, uh, what's some good things you can tell them to do where they can uh, get on their legislators and try to get something that, going on up there? That's what they need to do. Get with their com wildlife commissioners and tear them out, get, carry them out there and show them what's going on. And, 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 and ask them to see if they can't get some laws passed on these size limits. I know where those big fish are going. They're not going to the fish markets. It's kind of like eating a, 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 those big fish is like eating boot leather. The market is for the small fish. The pound to five pound fish, that's where the market is. These big, these fish markets don't want these big fish, these 20 and 30 and 40 pound fish. The, I know where the big fish are going. They're going to these pay lights. But the, the market is for the smaller fish. Get your uh, wildlife commissioners involved. Uh, they can help get these laws changed, and it'll make a big, big difference uh, on the river systems. It really will. Great, uh, Bill. Uh, what? There's a um, a question. What? What's the biggest catfish you've caught? And if you could only use one bait for catfish all year, what would it be? Well, the biggest fish I ever caught weighed 110 and a quarter pounds. 
and I was with George when I caught him. Uh, and I surprisingly, I caught that fish on a Israeli carp. Israeli carp. I caught him on a little, and the size of the bait was about the size of a smaller than a 50 cent piece, believe it or not. And the week before, I had caught a 85 and a 75. And a 75. I caught the 85 within 20 yards of where I caught the 110 and the 75. And I caught all of those on Israeli carp. And all three of those big fish were caught on a piece of bait no bigger than a 50 cent piece. Right. And you were with me when I caught right. all three of those fish um, about 40 miles north of Memphis. But uh, those are the three of the biggest fish out of the Mississippi I ever caught. And, and do you, you know, if the regulations wouldn't have passed, uh, do, do you think there would be a big difference in your uh, catch ratio if those uh, regulations wouldn't have passed? I can't really answer. I don't know. I really don't. But I do know that uh, in the years past, uh, that regulation has helped me catch a lot of good fish in the 20 to 50-pound class, 50-60 pounds. And a lot of fishermen will tell you the same thing. And not only on the Mississippi River, where I spend a lot of my time fishing, but on the Tennessee as well. Yes, sir. I've seen a picture of a Johnny Summers uh, caught a fish down uh, below Tunica somewhere, and he had it pulled up next to the John boat, and his wife pulled up uh, and was able to get a picture of it, but he was unable to weigh it. I don't know if you ever seen that fish, but a lot of people saying it probably could have pushed 150 or 160. Um, so I know there's got to be some really – big monsters in that Mississippi River. Well, see, our, our, our river back in the 1800s, we had a lot of fish in the Mississippi River, blue cat, and it's documented. But we had a lot of five to seven pound catfish, five to seven, inch, seven foot catfish that weighed in the 150 to 180 to 200 pound class. It's documented. And these monster cat in the in the late 1800s and 19 around 1900, but commercial fishing destroyed that gene pool. It absolutely destroyed that gene pool. Uh, these were monster monster catfish. They were six five to six feet long uh, that weighed 150 180 close to 200 pounds. And uh, we can regrow we can grow these monster fish. Uh, you know our growth rate on our Mississippi River is uh, we can, our, our growth rate is extremely fast on the Mississippi. Uh, you look at uh, uh, even on fast-growing lakes, and this will kind of surprise you, in Oklahoma, I, I use Oklahoma because I, I, I check the data on it, like Texoma, Eufaula, Keystone, the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife uh, reports that it takes, this is this is going to surprise you, that it takes 12 to 14 years to grow a 10-pound blue cat. That, whereas the growth rate on the Mississippi River is considerably faster. Here in these fertile waters, that same fish could weigh between 30 and 40 pounds and have a length of close to 40 inches in that same period of time. Now, why? Well, one of the key reasons is the high-protein forage base. Our fish here never go to bed hungry. They have a tremendous uh, 
high protein forage base. You look at the uh, freshwater herring that we used to, we had more at one time than we do now, but, but the big, big head carp and the silver carp have crowded them out. But our shad, our, our carp, our gar, uh, I'm not sure about the high protein value that a carp has, but they still feed on uh, mussels, the mussels that are here. That's high protein. Our shad, the, the remaining shad that we do have, the herring, the carp, we have a high protein forage base. And our fish are fat. I mean, they are fat. You seldom catch a skinny blue cat in the Mississippi River. Uh, so our growth rate, they grow real fat. I mean, they grow, they go, they, they do, they just grow extremely fast. So uh, in other bodies of water, now I know like uh, Tawakne and some of the lakes down in Texas, uh, they have, they're growing fast there because they have a plentiful and abundant supply of uh, gizzard shad. And that's a high protein forage base. So they have a high protein forage base there. So. That's another great fishery that's it, it's coming on. So, the Mississippi River is a unique fishery, and uh, of course the Tennessee River. And I'm blessed to live between both of them. So, uh, I can see and, and I hear a lot of monster fish that are caught between both. But uh, I, uh, if we don't, getting back again to what we were talking about earlier, if we don't protect this resource and protect our bigger fish. Uh, we've got to do that, and I'm just proud and happy as a rabbit in a lettuce patch that we pass these laws to help protect our big fisheries, or to help our big fish. Right. Uh, what do you think about the uh, the rivers like the James and the Potomac that introduced uh, blue catfish into their systems back in the early 80s, and now they're wanting to yeah. eradicate because they say they're having a problem? Well, they're ignorant. Uh, I think they're totally ignorant. They've got a beautiful and a great fishery there that it could draw tourism like they wouldn't believe, and they're too blind to see it. They've got a tremendous fishery there, and they're just too blind to see how great that fishery could be and draw fishermen from everywhere to capitalize on that great fishery. And here they are trying to to paint that blue fish, uh, the, the blue cat, as a, a predator, you've read all the articles on on it, yeah. and uh, as it, it is a predator fish, as uh, it's ridiculous. I, they, they're not they're not capitalizing on what they've got, and to to paint that and turn that picture completely around and capitalize on it and and generate and to generate uh, that fish and and to bring fishermen in there, conduct tournaments, and uh, I don't know who's conducting that program. But I think he fell out of his baby bed when he was 12 years old. Uh, he's just, he's not, uh, they're not conducting it uh, the proper way because the, the, it, the blue cat is a sport fish. He's just like any other uh, sport fish that swims in those waters. And if they handle that fish right, they could make a, what does he do? He, he's not like a piranha, a piranha. He's not going to eat up the other sport fish. It's it's a great fish to fish for. It's probably one of the biggest fish in those rivers, and the fun of catching that fish, uh, that's ridiculous. The what they've come up with. And when I read that, I like to fell out. I couldn't believe what they've come up with. Oh yeah, and, and you know it's not get. It's, they're trying to get a little better. Um, 
uh, do, do you think that uh, flatheads and blue catfish, uh, they're both uh, eco-friendly? Do you think either one of them could actually cause uh, a problem with any kind of ecosystem? No. No, they don't. The Mississippi River. Yeah, I, Mississippi I, I, River, I the, the Mississippi River is chock full of them. And the only thing that's disappointing to me, I don't know how to catch a flathead. I wish I did. And I, I, I'd give anything. I catch them. I catch them. But when I catch them, I catch them by accident. I really don't. The Mississippi is chock full of them. And I don't know how to catch them. And when I catch one, it's totally by accident. So, uh, so you being from a, a bass background, when these fisheries say that uh, they want to eradicate flatheads out of their fishery because they think it's causing damage to the bass species, oh, so they're just full of crock? Hey, they're full of it from one end to the other. That's, that's, <coughs> they, they are a great predator. I'll say that for them. But there's other, uh, there's other fish they feed on. Uh, and to eradicate the bass. Now we've heard that with stripers, and we've heard that in our Tennessee waters for years and years. That a bass is so fast for those fish. No, no, that I, I don't know who their fishery people are. I would say a bass probably eats more of his own than a flathead would eat of the bass. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't believe that at all. Not at not not. They'd have to. I don't know. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a minute. All right. Now. Uh, I've had my fun with the uh, regulations. Now I want to get on this little tournament thing. Uh, big tournament thing. Who approached who about this tournament? Did George come to you and say, "Hey, I got an idea. What do you think?" He he. It, listen, that's his baby. That's his baby. He, that that's his baby right there. I'll let him tell you about I, it. I went to Bill about two years ago, and I I told him I said, "Bill, I'd like to have a." you know, a big catfish tournament on the Mississippi River. And I, I said, I'd like to call it the, the first annual Bill Dance catfish tournament. And Bill said, no, he said, I, let me think about that a little bit. And he come back and he said, you know, he said, this was your idea and I don't, you know, don't want it named after me. You know, come up with your own name for it. And but I'll be behind you, on, you know, supporting you to, to get the tournament to go, you know, go over. And uh, so I kind of let it die off, you know, for about a year. And I brought it back up, and and I talked to Bill about it, and he said, "Hey, let's go with it." So you know, we started working on it, and we worked on it uh, probably eight months before we ever even announced we were having the tournament. And uh, so far, it's just been amazing that the people that are that have entered, and uh, the amount of people that we've got, you know, coming down to Memphis for that tournament. Yes, uh, you know, when you announced Memphis as being the, uh, you know, the place that this was going to be held, and it's pretty much dead central catfish nation. Um, you know, the guys from the East Coast, the guys from Kansas City. There's so many catfish in Kansas City. Um, if they all decide to come, uh, there wouldn't be enough boat ramps up and down the Mississippi River. So, I mean, you're just dead perfect for the, the perfect opportunity for so many great catfishermen to, to get together and uh, see what everybody's got. Well, demographically, or centrally located, we're, we've got the perfect location. We've got a ramp big enough to, to, to launch a bunch of boats right there at Mud Island. Uh, our good friend Benny Linderman, who heads up the RDC, Riverfront Development Corporation, right there at Mud Island, uh, we can launch a lot of boats. And uh, he's agreed to let the boats load into Mud Island. 
we can launch there and we're right there at the mouth of the Mississippi we're in a great location a tremendous location we're right there within sight of the new Bass Pro who is a major sponsor of this event uh, to launch right into the mouth of the Mississippi River where you can go north or you can go south uh, you can run to wherever you want to go you want to go to st. Louis you want to go to New Orleans go yep. um, there's a world of water and uh, all of it chunk full of uh, catfish uh, the it's a navigable stream it's very well marked it's at a time of the year where the the, the currents the river should be low right. uh, we, we picked that time of year because you know we know everybody don't have a 24 foot catfish boat and, and the river this time of year, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to be out there in a 16-foot boat, you know, <laughs> for nothing. I mean, it's a very safe river in September and October. And, uh, and the fishing is just tremendous this time of year. You know, Bass Pro is very excited about it. Our city's behind it, excited about it. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is all excited. It could be one of the biggest tournaments uh, that yeah. has ever been held. Uh, uh, David Hagel, the manager at, at Bass Pro, he said, "Just keep them coming, George. We'll park them downtown Memphis. Oh yeah, if we have to. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, we've done a, a lot of work. Uh, uh, our secretary Leslie Reason has uh, been actively involved in this thing, trying to, to generate and, and get everything organized. George has worked extremely hard on it. Uh, the uh, uh, the city, I know, is going to be more actively involved in it. Bass Pro is going to get more actively involved in it. We're right. still 10 months out. Yeah, we're 10 months out, and uh, we're just getting started. We're That's just good. getting started. So the uh, George just finished a tournament up, uh, Monsters on the Isle, yeah, and the acceptance up there was fantastic. But I, I had a lot of folks you know, tell me they were coming down and, and couldn't wait, and a lot of folks that I didn't know and never have met uh, come up to me and just ready to come down and get on the Mississippi River. See, the timing is good. Our weather's going to be good here. The river's going to be low, more than likely. Of course, we're always at the mercy of the Mississippi. But normally, uh, traditionally, the Mississippi's low at this time of the year. And uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a good time. It's going to be an excellent time. It's going to be a great time. So George picked the time as a good time. In all the years that uh, I live 20 minutes from Mississippi and uh, uh, and years back, as far back as I can remember, uh, September, August, September, uh, it's, it's always been a, it's a great time. Well, you, you can just ask Bill when he caught his three biggest fish on the Mississippi. Oh, it's always the been. The second a, week of September. Yes, it's been, that's when I caught my three biggest fish. Right. Absolutely. Uh, are we going to be able to get this tournament uh, and the weigh-ins on TV in front of the national crowd? I don't know. I can't tell you that right now. I'd love to. I'd love to say to say yes to that. But uh, I know we've got the support of a lot of outdoor the media. We've got a lot of support of the outdoor writers uh, already uh, involved in it. Uh, I'd like to say yes to that, but I'm not going to say yes and tell you something that I can't uh, promise you right now. Uh, it'd be great if we could. What I see with it is, you know, after the first year. Uh, when they see what it is, then, you know, I think the second year we'd have a better shot at that. But, you know, it'd be great to get it the first year. I think Bass Pro, uh, when it gets closer, when he gets closer to it and Bass Pro sees uh, how much more involvement, when they, they, they're really impressed with the number of entries that the tournament has already gotten uh, in the first month. 
I think when it gets closer, and they say it as, as it starts to grow, Johnny will get more and more excited about it. And I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't. Uh, I'm not going to say yes to that, but I'm not going to say no to it either. I'm not, I don't want to tell you something that uh, I can't promise right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if you, if you didn't see it. Yes, when that, when that day comes to where we're able to get one of these uh, major nice tournaments coming up and here in the new future and in the living room in front of everybody on a Saturday or Sunday morning where they get to see these big catfish being held up and weighed time after time, that's going to be a big turning point for the sport. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, it took years and years to get bass to where BASS, uh, it took many years before BASS got to that point or FLW got to that point. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a I think one problem. of these days, but, you know, the growth of catfish is in its infancy, but you've seen major leaps in the past few years, uh, how fast this sport's starting to grow, Chuck. You, you yeah. know that. You've yeah. seen it yourself. And... Uh, you know, years ago, we didn't see catfish boats. Years ago, we didn't see catfish rods. We didn't see catfish lines. We didn't see catfish seminars. We didn't see catfish pros. But we're starting to see more and more of that. And we didn't see catfish shows like what you and Lyle are putting out. We're starting to see more and more of that. And the interest is getting bigger and bigger. We're seeing catfish magazines now. We're starting to see more interest in catfish. So uh, we're seeing more catfish tournaments like what George is starting to put up. George may have the biggest catfish tournament that's ever been held, and I will bet you, my favorite rod and reel, it will be the biggest catfish tournament ever held in this country. I really believe that. Oh, yeah, I do too. And what what gets me on this is it's not the bass fishing. It's crappie fishing is on TV all the time. Yeah. Catfish it. <laughs> and I'm like, it's crappie, please. No. Right. Right. <laughs> And you don't, when you see these big, big catfish, 40, 50, 60 pound fish come over the side of the boat, that's big. And you know, that's our biggest fish right here in the Mid-South. And that turns a lot of people on. It really does to see the, and fighting these great big fish and to see this on video and actually see these fish caught. That, that's a turn on. People like to see that. There's no question about it. And it's, it's a work in progress and we'll get there. Oh, absolutely. We, we will get there. The I believe more, that. The more people we introduce, to the sport, and then when they feel the power of one of those big fish, just just take as many people fishing as you can. That's the most important thing. Get yeah, the people on the river and the young people on the river. All the promotion you can get for people like what y'all are doing, uh, with these writers writing about it, uh, the uh, uh, the tournaments, uh, it's going to get there. It may not get there in my lifetime, but y'all will get there. I guarantee you, you will get there. Uh, with what George is doing, the promotion he's doing, what Leslie's doing, and the promotion, the city of Memphis, Bass Pro Shop, and I tell you what, people like Johnny Morris, he gets behind it, he'll make it monstrously big. I can promise you that. And uh, uh, the, the catfish has always been the the kind of lowly fish, you know, but the catfish is a sport fish all the way. Believe me, it is a it is a cat it is a Wonderful, wonderful fish, and uh, I, I've never took a guy on the river that, that, that caught a, a good catfish that didn't want to go back. Oh, absolutely! They, they just love it. Absolutely. And right. to catch a catch a nice fish like that, it's it, it's. Uh, I've had uh, I've seen I've seen the interest in this sport grow 
in the last few years, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, I know tomorrow we've got our uh, director from our a wildlife director coming in to, to fish on the river. And uh, it's just uh, the interest just gets bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. But if we didn't have the support from uh, people like you and Lyle to, to help generate it, and we didn't have the people like uh, our outdoor writers and our newspaper writers. And, uh, and, and all the small sponsor guys, all the small, you know, I don't, I don't want to call them small, but, you know, not, not the Bass Pros and, and the, the, the bigger companies, but the, the bottom dwellers, uh, the, all the different catfish rod companies that have stepped up, you know, uh, to the game and, 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 and just held in there and believed in the sport and stuck with it. Uh, you know, they're the, really the ones that got us going. Absolutely. And now we're, we're getting the bigger boys in, and, uh, uh, you know, that's how it just, it just keeps growing. Yes, yeah, so the, the guys need to start thinking out of the box a little bit. We had a show on it a while back about, you know, everybody's like, well, how do you get sponsors? The thinking outside the box and going after the state farms and the uh, progressives, go after, you know, everybody can't go after the same three uh, catfish and tackle companies. Um, the more people think outside the box and go out and, and start bringing these other people in as their sponsors, that's another thing that's going to really boom the industry. And, and that just takes time to, to show them uh, like a tournament like we're having uh, when you can give them numbers and statistics of, of uh, uh, you know, then you can get those people interested. Oh, yeah. uh, that's just going to take us some time, uh, but it's coming. Yes, I've seen a big difference uh, just in the past few years of, uh, you know, the different boat manufacturers jumping on board, um, you know, a lot of different uh, larger type sponsors being seen on boats and jerseys at the tournaments already. And uh, it's getting really excited because the, their competitors are seeing it and they're going to want to jump on board. And then, uh, and then it's just going to start growing real fast. Competition is always a good thing. Oh, it is. If you got two or three guys running it, you'll never grow. The more competition we get, you know, the faster the sport will grow. Okay. I got one more thing I want to say, and I'll pass you off to Lyle. Um, so the weigh-in is going to be in, right in front of the pyramid, and I can hold my big monster catfish up in front of the crowd right there and have my picture taken. Right? Book it. Yes, sir. All right. I'm ready, man. I'm excited. Yes, sir. You um, get the big one, and we'll take your picture, Chuck. You bet, buddy. That is going to be awesome to be able to go across the stage at the bottom of that pyramid at the front door. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be so many uh, people out there watching, you know, it's just going to be awesome. Oh, it'll be a big deal. Yeah. You can book that. Yes. Uh, you know, me and Lyle got at the Monster of the Ohio. Uh, we got real big into the spectator things, and we made sure this year we brought loads of stuff for the spectators. Last year we, you know, we did some stuff for the catfishers, but this year we totally, uh, totally concentrated on, uh, you know, the spectators. We made sure we had plenty to hand out for them uh, from some different booths, and it turned out really good. And to show them people, we. Uh, Really appreciate them coming out and watching our tournament. Makes a big difference to them. And that's what it's all about. And, and and before we get off the tournament, I want to give a big thanks to Aaron Wheatley. Uh, when we when we talked about earlier how we got this tournament started, uh, I called Aaron. He was my second phone call. 
And I thought, uh, you know, what better guy in the world to call than Aaron Wheatley putting on the biggest catfish tournament in the country. And so I've got Aaron on board with me also on this tournament. Uh, he's going to be our DJ at the Monster, the Mississippi River Monster Tournament. And, uh, I, I, you know, he has given us a lot of advice, and I just want to give a big thanks to Aaron uh, for working with us on this tournament. What's a DJ? <laughs> He, he, he's going to be the uh, announcer. Records he's going to spin records, and, and he always does a dance. When he, when he oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what a DJ is. Yeah. He's going to yeah. play some, some, some oldie but goodie. Yeah, he's uh, uh, <laughs> ain't no time for these summertime blues. There's never a, a, a dull moment. With ain't me. no time for the summertime blues. <laughs> hey, George, did you show him the video uh, with, with uh, Larry Muse holding up his fish in front of the crowd there and – uh, how the crowd was at that tournament? I, I have not yet, but he's been on me, and he told me last week. He said, "Get me the videos yeah, I and, get, see it. and the pictures." And, and and I apologize for not getting at the bill yet, but I have. Uh, we're going to give them get them to him and show them. And I, I can see the the crowd there and the way they got into it downtown Memphis uh, with enough notice and enough, uh, you know advertisements to let everybody know that it's happening uh, so they can have time and plan to come down and watch this event and, and the surrounding cities uh, this thing's going to be huge oh it's going to be it, it is I'll tell you what we're all excited about it and it's going to get bigger and bigger as the months go by and uh, long about spring summer it's going to be jumping they're gonna publicize it big time, and, and we got a lot of stuff, Chuck, that we has we haven't even announced yet. We got a lot more stuff with this tournament. Uh, that, you know, we can't t we can't give it all away right now, but it's gonna be big. Oh no, you gotta keep you gotta keep you gotta keep the good things coming. You know, a little at a time, and uh, you know, one step and stone at a time is the way you build a house. You just don't uh, back the truck up and dump it, and the house is built. So. Uh, y'all are doing a great job, and I'm going to pass y'all off to Lyle, and I'm sure he's got plenty for you. Good Thanks, talk guys. to you, buddy. Thank you, Chuck. Right, man. Hey, See guys. You Bill, you and George uh, is gracious enough to come on our show, and, and we appreciate it very much, but I do have a a, a story that, that if you guys would share with the viewers, that George had told me this uh, the story uh, sometime back when him and I was visiting of how you guys met and if you guys could go through that I think it'd be interesting we, to a lot of the people watching the show. We met in prison. <laughs> That's not what he told me. Bill, Boy, he Bill he said, was embarrassed to tell you that. Bill said that was back in his <laughs> days and he was really sorry Tracy. that he got, he got involved with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we broke out at the same time. <laughs> no. no, I was uh, actually... On the, it was just, I think it was uh, 2011, I believe is when it was, and, and I was spending a lot of time on the river, and I had seen Bill up and down the river several times fishing, but I, you know I thought that's Bill Dance, I'm not going to go up and, and bother him, I'd go by and wave at him, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> one day I just happened to be uh, launching the boat when he was loading the, his boat. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go up and say hi and, and try to get a picture. You know, I've watched Bill my whole life. I, I want to get a picture with him. So uh, went up on the bank and started talking to him. And, and I didn't have a clue that, you know, he was been out there catfishing. I didn't really know what he was doing. But he was catfishing. I was catfishing. We got to talking catfishing. What do you think I was doing on the Mississippi Well, well I mean, you never know with Bill. Fishing you, for tuna? You never know with Bill Dance, you know. But, 
but I mean, we we met right there on the boat ramp, and and uh, Bill asked me for my phone number to go fishing with me, and I asked you for your autograph first. Yeah, he yeah I gave that to him first, but uh, and I gave him my phone number, and I thought, well, you know, that's Bill Dance. He was just being nice. He'll never call me to go fishing. You know, he's a busy man. So about two days later, he calls and he said, uh, "This is Bill Dance," and I'm like. Oh really? This is this is really Bill Dance. He said, "Yeah, are you ready to go fishing?" I lied, and I said, "Heck yeah! You know, uh, can you get off work? Well, I'll call in sick. You know, whatever. Go fishing with Bill." But uh, we went two days later after our meeting. We went catfishing, and and we just been we've been fishing together ever since. I, I, I wanted to find out where he was catching them. It's, it, well, I want to learn his hole. Well, I was having a good year that year. Yeah, he he really was. I, I, I had a good time with George. I learned a lot. We had a good time. And I was using those Israeli cars. Yeah, and I tell you what, they worked good. They really did. And Bill actually told me, he said, he said, you that boy that's been using those Israeli car catching those big fish. And I said, yeah, that's me. How'd you know? And he said, well, James Big Cat Patterson told me. He had to talk to you. And James didn't believe yeah, me. Yeah, he made fun of it. He said, oh, man, you're not catching no fish on but those. see, I believed you. He believed me, and we went. He caught a and a 75 and 83 and 110 on, yeah. on Israeli carp heads that big. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. Hey, so when guys say you can't catch big fish on little baits, we can prove different. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a fact, Jack. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Bill, that was one thing I was wanting to ask you when I had y'all on here. I've heard that you have been out with some guys like Phil King and made some awesome videos that oh, yeah. some sponsor stuff came up and they were never released. Is there any way those videos can be released on River Monsters page or something that where it won't hurt your uh, sponsor links and the catfish guys can still see them? Yeah, they were on our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, Phil and I did a well, we did a Phil and I have done several shows together. Uh, we did a show on. Uh, uh, Wilson catching suspended cats. We did a great show there. Uh, we did uh, a couple of shows on Upper Pickwick. Uh, we did a show on uh, uh, down below Pickwick Dam. We did a show together on uh, Mississippi River. Uh, Phil and, I, and those shows. Uh, uh, I thought those shows aired. Those shows did air, and uh, they're they've aired on our YouTube channel. So they're available. They're available. Okay, uh, so all of them were able to release that y'all did film? Uh, is that right, Leslie? And that's Bill Dance Fishing is the YouTube channel. Uh, Bill Dance Fishing? And yeah, everything that you shot with him. Yeah, everything I shot with him. Yeah, they're, 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 they're there. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so oh, yeah. I'll just have to try to find those links, and if George would be good enough to... Uh, Put those links on his River Monster page so everybody can find yeah, them. That, that, is that, that would be awesome. Uh, they were Wilson. Uh, let's see. I can't remember the title of that one, but that one that Phil and I did catching them suspended. That's we awesome. caught some big, big catch. In fact, we caught them on whole skipjacks, 14-inch uh, long skipjacks, the whole skipjack. And surprisingly, we caught big. Uh, we caught some big, big fish, but we caught. We caught five and six pound blues on 14 inch skipjack. That's an awesome video. I mean, we caught some <laughs> little bitty blues on 14 inch skipjack. Really? But we, we did. We caught some 60, I think up, we caught them up to 68, 70 pound blues too. We caught some. 
uh, great big fish, but uh, we caught them 70, 80 feet, just suspended, you know, drifting. But uh, they were on on schools of shad. Yeah, they were they were working on big, big pods of suspended shad. But it's a good educational show, and uh, awesome. Phil's always been a great guest, and I've done several shows over the years with Phil. I would love to see those. I never was able to see those. So if you could post them to your uh, River Monster page, George, so everybody can share those, that would be awesome. Lyle, I'll give them back to you. I'm sorry for stealing them from you. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> um, Bill, Bill, where do you see the sport of catfishing going in 10 years? If, if we can get some regulations put in in some of these states that are not um, uh, on board with what they should be on board with, and I will mention that, that I am on the Missouri Department of Conservation constantly about this, and, and uh, I know they're sick of hearing from me, but I believe it's that important. Well, if but, more and more fishermen would get on the bandwagon and, and get with our commissioners and our legislators and, and, and uh, go to some of their meetings and, uh, and tell them the importance of uh, just how important this uh, sport fish is. Uh, I see what I see... Uh, if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago, I'd said it's an uphill fight. But it's not as strong a fight today as it once was. Uh, the sport is growing, and it's getting bigger and bigger all the time. In 10 years from today, I think it's going to be uh, just much, 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 much stronger. It's going to be on a level that these big bass tournaments are. I really believe that because if you look – if, if you look at tournaments like Aaron Weekly's tournaments that are drawing the number of boats that he's drawing and the payouts that he's paying out and the sponsors that are getting involved in it, big national sponsors, and what George is doing, uh, the interests that are uh, further south. Uh, and George is not just uh, – he's looking uh, – George and Leslie are not just looking at Memphis – they're looking maybe if this is successful, they're looking at maybe another tournament here in the Memphis area uh, next year of having maybe two tournaments, an early, a late spring tournament, uh, maybe a high water tournament. That's fine. And then a fall tournament. And then maybe moving south, uh, a little further south, and conducting a tournament. So uh I think you're going to see bigger and more and bigger tournaments as this thing goes along. In our industry, I, I was at ICAST, and I was walking around talking to the industry and a lot of our sponsors. I'm talking about our major sponsors like Mercury and Garmin and Quantum and uh, uh, the line companies like High Seas, Grand Slam, and Gamakatsu. And a lot of these sponsors, they're looking at it. They're saying, this thing is getting bigger and bigger all the time, isn't it? And I said, absolutely it is. And so they're looking at it. So uh, they're saying that uh, catfishing is where bass was. But I I'm telling you, catfishing is growing faster than bass was at this same time, if you understand what I mean. And the amount of time that catfish where bass was, catfish in a number of years that it took bass, catfish is way ahead of it in the same amount of time. That's what I'm saying. And so... Uh, to get the industry involved, uh, they're, they're starting to get more and more involved. So I don't think it's going to take 10 years, Lyle. I really don't. I, don't, I think 
in, in two years, three years, you're going to see it bigger and bigger. What you're going to see with Georgia's tournament, if he can pull, which I know he's going to, I'll bet you, I'll bet you my, I'll bet you my favorite uh, catfish rod, and I've got a good one that I've had a lot of people want to buy. <laughs> I got a good catfish rod. I'm going to steal it. Oh, you want it? And I'll bet you my catfish rod that you will see a major jump uh, that he'll have over 200 boats in this tournament, and that's is, hey, that's stronger than 100 acres of fresh cut garlic. Now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Uh, well, it is, I, powerful, I, but it, and and that is just unheard of. That's unheard of. Bass, they did, they weren't, hey, they weren't even close to that. They weren't even close to that. And I, I mean, I, I told a couple of sponsors that other day. I told, uh, I was at Orlando shooting Bass Pro Shop spots uh, last Wednesday, and I told a couple of uh, people that, and they said. I, 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 and I said, what did you say? They looked at me like a cow looking at a new gate. They said, what did you just say? And I, I told them the amount of entries that they had already received. And he said, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, it will double before that tournament. And they said, are you serious? And I said, I am as serious. I, I'm, as, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. And uh, they said, that is just unbelievable. Well, see, that spurs more interest. That spurs big interest. And when you can do that, the industry gets more and more involved. It starts boiling. It starts salt water. They've got salt water this. And they've had crappie here. And they've had crappie here. They're looking for something new. And catfish is it. I'm telling you, brother, catfish is it. I and think I, you're right. I know it. I know yeah. I'm right. We, you know, uh, some of us... Been... I'm dumber than a box of rocks. And I'm wrong 90% of the time. But I really believe this 10%, I'm right. I really believe that. I think so. You know, we we started fishing catfish tournaments twenty some odd years ago, and and when we started fishing catfish tournaments, uh, you'd go and there'd be fifteen to twenty boats, and you'd go put in, and you'd go find a grain elevator, and you you was fishing for channel catch. Nobody, nobody yeah. knew you could catch those blues in those days. You know. Yeah. That's right. You know, That's and and once once they found out that they were stacked up behind those dams on the Mississippi River, you know, we man, it was a race, eleven miles from Louisiana, Missouri to Clarksville, man, to see who get down there and get them spots below that dam, because you get one hundred sixty to two hundred pounds of, of blues underneath there, and and then the, of course then the commercial guys moved in on us and kind of shut that down a little bit. But uh, once they figured out that you could catch those blues consistently, and this drift fishing has become the the venue for consistently putting big fish in the boat. Well, I was fishing with old James and I, old Patterson and I, back in the uh, early 90s, and we'd, we'd get out there and drag baits and start drift fishing, and uh, that was way back yonder. We'd never see a boat on the Mississippi River, and that was, right. and, uh, and we were fishing old funky-looking rods and stuff, <laughs> and... I got. I told Quantum one day. I said, "We need a stiffer rod." And old Bob Bagby, VP of Marketing for uh, for Zepco Quantum, I said, "Have y'all got anything that that doesn't bow up like a like a willow switch?" <laughs> and, I, and we'd anchor a lot. And he had a he had an old rod. And he said, "Well, let me send you these." And I we were anchored down river one day, and I put that rod down. And I'll promise you, a catfish hit it and wrapped the rod around the motor. It, it was on the right side of the motor, and the tip went all the way around the motor. 
it literally went all the way around the motor. Didn't break it. It looked like an ugly stick. You know how they'll just bow all the way around? The, I, the, the reel was on the back in the boat on the right-hand side of the motor, and when I looked, the tip was over on the on the other side of the motor. And I, <laughs> that's, how, that's how much it bent. And Bob started fooling. He had a, a saltwater rod, and he said, we've got an e-glass rod that you cannot break it. And he said, I want you to look at it. And he sent some samples on it. And you could shoot poo with it at night and beat a mule to death with it in the daytime. <laughs> and I said, I said, let's let's go with it. And he, he sent it to me. And I said, let's name it a big cat rod. And he said, a big cat. I said, let's name it big cat. And we'll name it after, I'll name it after big cat Patterson. And he said, who's big cat? And I said, I don't know. He's James Patterson. We're going to name him big cat. And. And I, we, I named Big Cat, I gave him a nickname, Big Cat, that day. And we put Big Cat on that rod, and that, that was a Big Cat rod. And we made it in a, a, a medium, a medium heavy, and a heavy. And I'm going to tell you what, you could pole vault with that heavy that heavy action. And we sold, we sold a lot of them. And Patterson, he, he did a, James did a lot of uh, anchor fishing with that rod back in those days. We didn't drift fish with it because it'd kill you. It, it, that thing was, it would, it, it killed half your own corn. I mean, you just sit there and try to fish with that thing. But anyway, then we learned that we could fish lighter rods with smaller reels and lighter line. And uh, I, I remember I'd anchor with that thing with a 100-pound test line. And there ain't no way we tried drift fishing with it. You could anchor the boat in the middle of the river in a three-mile-an-hour current. You hung up <laughs> with that, that rod, literally. You really could. You could just you could just tie your line off to a cleat and anchor. It, uh, we had, uh, but we learned a lot over the years that uh, that you could take and learn. It, we, we graduated, and then they came with the Cabo rods. And, the, and then they got lighter weight, high modulus, lightweight, that we could take smaller reels and, and lighter weight lines. And then we learned that, we, we, and Patterson had done a lot of uh, control drifting for uh, at below Pickwick Dam with his daddy when he was a lot younger. So we did a lot of control drifting and got away from that dragon back in the mid-90s and uh, caught a lot of fish. And then... Uh, other fishermen started learning to do that. He he taught a lot of fishermen how to do that, and then that that technique caught on. He and and now it's a very very popular way of uh, they call it bumping, they call it yeah, bottom bouncing, bottom they call it. They got all kind of names, but that <coughs> that old technique of uh, control drifting was. Uh, but I give credit where credit's due. James Patterson really got that going uh, on uh, the Mississippi River and then it it really he really he, he learned to do it on uh, Channel Cat on the Tennessee River right there on the rock piles down there below Bill Bellis's hotel and uh, and then he he worked with it on the Mississippi and uh, he taught a lot of fishermen how to do it and now it's uh, it's just a, a regular deal I think that's one of the reasons that the catfishing is growing because of that technique. Oh, no question. That it technique is. is is a technique 
that you feel skillful with the rod in your well, hand. Well, you can cover and, so and much water. Yeah. You can cover so much water. Yeah. And it, it takes, it's a technique type fish. Sure it is. And it's a fun way to fish. Well, that's the thing. It's not just sitting there waiting for them to come while you're anchored up. You're you're busy doing something all the time. And, you're going and to them instead of them coming to you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Bill, I, I'd like to tell you a story, if you don't mind. Sure, I'd um, love to when, when George and I started talking about me doing a little something for this upcoming tournament, I was so excited, and, and uh, he put me in contact with uh, uh, Leslie. Uh, down there that works for you and right. and I had never uh, you know when when I got the opportunity to build a rod for Jeff Dodd I mean I just thought that was the biggest thing in the world to me and uh, I, I got on the phone and I called down there George had asked me to call and talk to Leslie and I did and and I have to tell you she's the nicest lady that you could ever have you've never position. seen her mad have you <laughs> no I don't want to either <laughs> but you know she she um, this is kind of funny to me, and, and you might not find it as funny as I do, but, uh, you know, over the years I've been approached by a lot of people for a lot of different things, and some of them are just full of stuff, and some of them are actually serious. And, and her and I was talking there on the phone, and my wife was up in, in, in the loft of the house where I was working, and, and I said, now, this really is Bill Dance Outdoors, isn't it? And she said, well, yes, I'm, I'm Bill's niece. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, I really am. And, uh, you know, you never know when you get in started in on these conversations if you're actually talking to who you said said you was. And I was so excited, and I knew at that time that what George was putting together would be, and I, and I told him, I said, you'll have 200 boats in that tournament without a doubt, and probably more. And, and I really think so. Now, Aaron put in 182 boats in the Monsters on the Ohio a week or two ago, and that was an outstanding number. Uh, I don't know of a tournament anywhere that has had that much success, uh, but with the venue that you guys have going on in Memphis and everything that's going on down there, and the fact that you have Aaron Wheatley uh, helping you with this, uh, this is going to be the biggest thing that ever hit the catfishing industry. Look behind me. Say hi to Leslie. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> she's been, she's been stalking been, y'all. She's been from the computer in case it breaks. Because George and I ain't got sets enough. We can't even spell computer. She's well, been over to work the computer in case in case we bust it. That day I talked to her, she said, well, you was just on the phone with Bill's son. And I said, no kidding. You know, of course, I, I didn't know. And, and, and I was so happy. She was so helpful. And, and she sent me... Uh, things that I needed to do what I need to do and, and different things and, and you've got a great bunch of people that that, that work for you and, and help you do things and, and it's outstanding to, to be affiliated with such a, an ongoing project that you guys got going and, and I just I, you know I can't wait to this get this thing done I mean I, I we I sat in front of the computer the day that they started taking entries and I was there 45 minutes before you could actually sign up for the tournament and, and I had all the little deals filled out there you know and all I had to do was punch a button and the computer had sat there so long when I hit that button it wouldn't take it I had to redo it all and instead of getting in the top five I got tenth or something or other and I'm thinking man that just sucks I, I really had planned on being in the top four or five and didn't make it but you know we're, we're not in for the drawing that's what counts well, it is, and and uh, you know, Cindy said she wants she wanted to make sure he's in that drawing to get a chance to go down there and fish with Bill Dance, and I said, well, 
Bill gets us in that boat, he might throw us out of there. But, you know, we're going to have a good time down there. Uh, you know, regardless, we go to the Monsters Army, Ohio, and we do a show out of Bass and more, and we interview the, the people that are entered in the tournament, and it's so much fun. We just have a blast down there, and I look for this tournament to be the same way. Well, we're going to have a good time, That, regardless if we catch anything or not. Everybody's going to have a great time. <laughs> right. They'll want to come good. back. Oh, yeah. There. You know, um, I, I can't wait to see the pyramid. I, I mean, oh. I, I've seen pictures that you guys have put up and stuff, and I know Johnny gets behind a lot of stuff. Uh, I live real close to Springfield, and we can run down there to the to the granddaddy of all uh, outdoors uh, stores anytime we want to, and it's always so busy. I can only imagine the amount of traffic that goes in and out of that store. Unbelievable. 535,000 square feet under one roof, and the... Uh he tried to he tried to make if wherever he puts a, a bass pro he tries to make the setting look like the area and he put the swamp in there 630 thousand gallons of water and it meanders its way through the floor of the pyramid and the hundred foot cypress trees and in the floor there's uh, 50 60 pound catfish that swim through the swamp he's got 200 pound alligator gar that got, are there he's got the world record alligator gar yeah and uh, he's got uh, crappie, bass, things that swim through there. He has boats that float. He's got, uh, oh, I can't remember how big that thing is. It's 450, uh, yeah, the, a big duck expo with all the duck memorabilia, uh, guns, duck calls, decoys of 450 square feet. How many square feet is that? I can't remember. You know I, I those just, numbers? Jeff Dodd just told me to get off the set. Oh, Jeff Dodd just, <laughs> hey, Jeff Dodd just text last night and said, get off the set. <laughs> now, now uh, wait, Jeff Dodd, you sent me a message. <laughs> Jeff Dodd, tell him to get back in his cotton field and get his cotton out of the field. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> sent me a message just a minute ago. Well, it's been probably 30 minutes ago, and he said, tell me how to get on there to watch this. He said, I forgot how to do it. That's <laughs> typical. Tell him we got him screened out. Great did. Great did. But is, is, is there any better person for our sport than Jeff Dodd, really? No, no. We, we all love Jeff. He's, he's oh, great. He is. He's an outstanding guy. He just can't beat his catfishing. That's what kills his soul. Yeah, he, he tries so hard. He Bless his heart. He tries so hard. I think we're born all on him. Yeah, we're four and zero on him this year. Look, he's screaming right now because he can't rebuttal. He can't rebuttal right now. I, I should have sent him a link and let him in here. I apologize to him that he's having a bad year. Yeah, I can't get better next year. Oh, he's wanting to say something so bad, but he can't. I'd love to get him in this position. You know what he's going to do? He's going to sit on me when he catches. He catches up with me. Yeah, we had we had Jeff on the show. Um, Oh, probably a year ago or close to it, and and he was so much fun. He he get on Daryl and Jason Massagill, and they're two of the greatest fishermen in the world, you know, catfishing world. And and he get on them, and I felt the same thing. I felt that Daryl and Jason was probably watching, and they couldn't rebuttal to him, and he just tearing them up, you know. <laughs> I was with him. I was fishing with him on a wheeler not long ago, and he turned around. <laughs> I'd say something, and you know that look on him. He looks like a 
uh, a cat eating yellow jackets, he turned around and gave me that look, and I said, and the big man turned around. <laughs> he just anyway. the first the first time I met Jeff, we was uh, he come to St. Louis to fish one of the Twisted Cat Outdoor tournaments, and I think he was fishing with John Ward, and I don't remember exactly, but I believe that's who it was, and, and you know I'd. Uh, seen him online and read about him and talked to him. I might even talk to him on a phone or something. I don't remember, but uh, when I seen how big he was, I was pretty much minding my manners. You know, he's a big old boy, and uh, he's he is him and Daryl and Jason and George and there's so many characters in this sport. Uh, it it's just a, amazes me the quality of good people that are are stepping up and doing things like you guys are doing uh, for the catfishing tournaments nationwide well all these guys that uh, you mentioned a lot of these guys these are the guys that are just kind of uh, will make it go and make it successful so uh, like Jeff and all the guys that you just like George and uh, what they're doing to make this make this sport uh, if, if they don't step up uh, nobody's going to and they're going to be the guys that uh, make it make the sport what it's going to be and make it successful so my hat's off to them. I really, I really mean it. Absolutely. You know, uh, Aaron Wheatley's done some of the outstanding stuff uh, for for our sport, and, and there, there's a bunch of guys over in uh, uh, Indiana that has a big tournament over there, a Rising Sun tournament. They have 150 yeah. plus tournaments. That's a that's a big a big oh, yeah. deal. Uh, Brad Kilpatrick in Kansas City catfishing has 100 plus boats at some of his tournaments every year. Uh, you know, these guys work really hard. And, and they preserve the fish. They make sure that they're released back into the waters to to, to be caught again. And they do all the things right. And, and my hats off to all these guys for doing all this stuff. And and uh, like I say, the Memphis deal uh, was a no-brainer. We love to go to the tournaments, whether we uh, do any good in them or not, to be around all the people. Some of the best people I know are in the sport of catfish. Absolutely, Absolutely. A bunch of great people. They really are. It is well, you know, we're going on a little bit over an hour, and, and Bill, I cannot thank you enough. Um, I don't know whether we had too many people in chat. It kind of blew up on us tonight. Nobody got to ask too many questions, and I'm sorry for those that, that wanted to ask you questions, but uh, for whatever reason, it it took a hiatus on us, and we didn't get to use it. But you know, we've had a lot of viewers watching the show. I got a little window down here that tells me how many that is, and. Uh, you know, as it gets closer to time, if you guys could find the time to, to update things, you know, uh, uh, next summer or something. So uh, anything that changes or new developments in this, we'd like to keep you guys uh, to come back on the show with us and, and, and update so everybody will know what's going on. By, the, yeah, by then, I, I'm quite sure we'll have 100, between 150 and 200 boats in it, so it won't matter. And, and uh when you, George, when you're out there fishing, you got to save a couple for me next year because you know they're hard for me to find in areas I don't know about. Just come on down, Lyle. I'll put you on my worst spot. Oh, I'm <laughs> pretty sure you will. Thank you, guys. We'll show y'all. We'll show y'all a Jeff spot. I, I, I will. I will give you directions to to Dodd Sippy. Yeah. Dodd Sippy. Dodd Sippy. Yeah, that's what yeah. he. That's what he calls it. All his spots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google Earth it and put it on Facebook. Dodd Sippy. Dodd. <laughs> I want to find out where that tree's at. He's always talked about. I know oh, he's got a bunch of trees. Yeah, we, we got them all marked. We got them all. Well, 
I, I want to find old sad daddy. He keeps telling me about old sad daddy, and that's what I'm looking for when I get you down there. Drums. You heard a little drums? We got some time when you go. Good investment. You know, whenever whenever we have guests on the show, and we just about do every week, we always give them time at the end of the show to mention any and all of their sponsors if they care to, and and talk about whatever they want as a closing statement. And if you guys would like to do that now, it'd be awesome. Well, I appreciate your offer, and I just uh, you know, I just all I want to say is just keep supporting catfishing. That's that's the main thing I'd like for you to do, and uh, help encourage uh, your state to uh, keep supporting. Uh, this fishery as much as you possibly can. If you don't have a 34 inch size limit and you're within the sound of my voice, if you live, uh, uh, you know, in a state that doesn't support this 34 inch size limit, uh, get behind your uh, uh, state commissioners and your legislators, and uh, let's get let's get let's get it supported because we need to protect our big fish, big time. We really do. Uh, I want you to know how much I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be on your show, uh, Lyle and Chuck, and uh, have the opportunity to uh, talk to your viewers and uh, tell them my thoughts and uh, how I feel about uh, catfishing. And I know uh, I'd like to uh, invite everybody down for this big bash we're going to have next September. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a big time. And on behalf of Bass Pro Shop and uh, all the folks right here in Memphis, that are behind this big event, and our sponsors, uh, uh, Bass Pro Shop, Garmin, uh, Motor Guide, Quantum, just to mention a few, uh, come on down. We're going to have a big time. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got some great sponsors, and and I could, I could name every one of them, but, you know, I think that it's more important just to support all the sponsors that are supporting catfishing, uh, all the guys. Uh, I'm not going to... You know, pick out any names. I'm just going to say, if it's if, if they're supporting catfishing, I support them, and I think that's what it takes to grow the sport. Absolutely, that, that's great advice, Chuck. What do you got to close out for the night? Uh, Bill, you made a video. I think your uh, Build Outs Outdoors did it, where it was. I believe the name of it was uh, Big Blues on Bass Gear. You remember an episode of that? Summertime blues. Oh, summertime blues. You was using bass gear, uh, bouncing on the Mississippi. Oh yeah, I did it with Patterson. I believe so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, bassing. Uh, uh, what was that show titled? Uh, uh, was this an old show or a new show? It, it wasn't too long ago. It was probably four or five years ago. Summertime blues. Catching, catching, catching cats with bass tackle. Yes. Bass catch. A bass catch. A bass. I can't remember. Bass and cats on. Oh, bass tackle cat. Is that it? Something like that. If y'all can find that video, put it up too, George. That would be awesome to share on your uh, River Monster page. Bass tackle, bass tackle cat. I think it was using just bass equipment catching. Right, and yet y'all were y'all were just having regular pistol grip gear. Uh, bouncing and, and catching, you know, 30, 40, and 50 pound catfish on the uh, on your bass gear. Yeah, it was the title of it. I think was bass tackle cat. I did that one time uh, on uh, shark fishing uh, using bass tackle, and down at uh, Key, uh, Key Largo, out on a, 
a, a reef and uh, used a seven-foot bass rod and 30-pound braided line on a little bass reel. Of course, we had to chase them. But we, caught, uh, we had a 175-pound shark, a 90-pound black tip. I think we caught four shark that weighed over 500 pounds total. And All right. We caught them on bass tackle. Of course, you, if you've got a good drag system and you got open water, you can you you can land some mighty big fish if you got the right type drag system. So I've seen Bill land 110 pounders on 30 pound braid. But uh, that's all he uses. So if you got a good drag system, you don't have any cover, you can got a little time, you can fight them down. So just luck would have it. But anyway, that was that was bass tackle bass bass tackle cat. So we'll make a note of that. And I appreciate it, Chuck. All right. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for everything. Talk to y'all. Thanks for coming on, and I hope to see y'all on again pretty soon. Oh, buddy. Thank you. All right. Bill and George, hang on just a second. We're going to wind the show up, and I got something to ask you about once the show's done. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You just seen two of the greats in the sport of catfishing, Bill Dance and George Young Jr. We appreciate them being on the show with us tonight. Till next week, see you later. Thank you, buddy.